As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Join us as we go live with Chase of Stadia Talk as we talk free-to-play paywall, recent Stadia-related developments, and Stadia's, Stadia's near future. Let's get into it. Stay sick because I follow my gut. They say I was pushing my luck. I'm going to push me a mat all black truck. Oh, I'm not sorry. What's up, people? What's up, people? What's up, people? It is your boy, MM2K, back again with another video. Please do not mind that that layout right there. This is episode eight. Your, your mind is not playing tricks on you. And today we have a special guest in here. This is going to be a goodie. Uh, we got my homeboy, Chase of Stadia Talk on here, and I'm going to bring Chase in right now. Hey, Chase, what's going on, buddy? Let can me unmute me? myself. Yeah, I can hear you, man. Okay. How are you doing, MM2K? You good? I'm good, man. I'm good. Hey, look, I've already found a, uh, a food paw that I made. Uh, I have episode seven labeled down there. This is eight, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to feel like episode a thousand. It's going to be so great. It's going to be like a whole bunch of episodes wrapped into one. But how are you doing today, man? Man, I was, uh, we, we were talking off the air. I was trying to get everything uh, squared away from work. I'm going to be uh, indisposed the next two days for some work-related stuff. So uh, work was a bit stressful today, um, and I just had to get all that taken care of. And then now that that's done, it's, I've been looking forward to this all day, man. I, I knew this was going to be a great conversation. I was really, really excited to chat with you, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about this. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm glad having you here because we've had a lot of late breaking developments this week, right? Towards yeah, the latter man. part of the week. And me and you were talking and I was just at all and you had to stop me. Hey, MM2K, you're about to go live. Oh yeah, that is right. <laughs> so let me stop and let's go, let's go over these topics with the, with the general public, man. But uh, I want to say thank you to everybody that's in the chat. Do us a huge favor, guys, like tweet this out. Let everybody know that we are live. I probably need to do the same thing. Um, but 
let's 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 first hit this is what I like to do, right? I like to go over uh the people that I bring on. I like to go over their their gaming background, right? Um and while I'm doing that, I'll I'll go tweet this out to other individuals as well cuz this is going to be a great discussion. We got a lot to cover. I'm going to try to hold back a lot of my bloviating because I don't want to keep Chase up. He got a busy day, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're going to we're going to try to go through this as quick but as thoroughly as possible. Um so Chase, if you could do us a huge favor, just let us, first and foremost, let us know a little bit about your uh, about your platform, Stadia Talk, and the affiliation with the Stadia community. Yeah, so the um, the Stadia Talk channel, it's the the goal of the channel is to come at things from a business lens. Um, it's to help folks um, maybe look at something a little bit different than they did the first time. I try to kind of come at things from a thought provoking. Um, you know, line of thought. But I think the the most important thing that I always present is that I try to keep things uh, balanced down the middle. Um, we've got to be honest about this platform. So I try to come at it from a from a lens of integrity, um, factual. Um, so you know, citing and sourcing, and also you know, just just being honest, being truthful uh, overall. And that's that's how I am in real life. I mean, you, we've had conversations off there. You know that about me. But I'm um, I can't operate any other way. So. Um, the channel actually funny real quick. You probably don't know this story, but the channel started off as not a channel. It was actually on over on my personal Google account doing mobile videos back when, um, (laughs) back when wingy was, was fighting the good fight and Sonny and ACE from cloud gaming X. And, you know, they kind of talked to me and said, Hey, you should do content. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I don't think this is, I don't think it's a great idea. (laughs) And they were like, no, you really should from the the perspective that you present. And I was like, okay, let me give it a go. And here I am. I've kind of been doing this as a, it's a hobby, you know, it's not for, it's not for money. It's not for clicks. It's not for views. And and I don't say that, um, to be, um, uh, facetious, you know, it, it, I'm being honest that I do it out of love for this community. I do it from a place of what people say to me about, Hey, I enjoy your content. It humbles me. You know, it makes me come back and go, you know what, what I'm doing, it matters to somebody. Um, and if I've, if I've helped one person out of this process, you know, I, I feel like I've done a good job. So that's really the the purpose of the platform. Yeah. No, fantastic. And like I've said, man, uh, it's great. And that's why I feel like that we've connected, particularly when we first started talking behind the scenes. And then when we did your show, because it's very easy for us, we could both be on here and spreading falsehoods through the community and telling people right. what they want to hear. Right. And then watch our subscribers grow. Or we could be out here trying to fight the honest fight for who the unsuspecting gamer. So I appreciate you, Chase, for you trying to do that. And we and your content is just phenomenal. Um, Speaking of phenomenal content that you provide, you guys kind of had a little little event with, with some people called Super Saturday, right? And included a little channel called Stadia Doses too. They had some crazy Borderlands stream. Can you tell us a little bit about that for those those of, that are viewing that are not familiar with what that was? Yeah, so it was a it was an idea that was kind of it started in the background. Um, uh, Dan and Duncan from Stadia Source kind of. Uh, took the the idea and kind of brought it to the forefront um, and they helped bring all of the content creators together. The goal of that day was to bring the community together. Um, it was to highlight all the awesome content creators that we have in our community, both YouTube and podcasting. Um, it was a, uh, it was supposed to be a love letter to Stadia to say thank you for, you know, the platform that you're providing to everybody and then the, the opportunity. And lastly, and I think the most important piece is, you know, a celebration of the viewers and the listeners, uh, because without them, we can't do what we do. 
So it was a 24 hour period. Um, we had all these different time blocks, all these amazing content creators. We had giveaways. Google actually jumped in and helped support it. Uh, the, the day was a success and you actually, you know, uh, credit to you, you reported on some of the numbers. We had over 24,000 impressions from Twitter, wow. Wow. Um, over 6,000 or 7,000 views on, on YouTube um, between all the content creators. So uh, I mean, you know, for this just being a brand new platform, you know, that just mm -hmm. came, those are crazy numbers. I, I would never have expected that. And considering how, how short notice we put together that, that event, it was only within a two and a half week period. Absolutely. So um, just awesome. You know, just an awesome, awesome day. No, I totally agree. And here's the thing that I, I think was paramount. Um, and, and again, I, I preface this with this, Chase. You, you you have very direct, very good content that 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 is void of the muck. Me, I'm a little bit more immature, so I like to call names and, <laughs> and pull, put people to task. So I'll say this to the gaming community that said we were dead, right? We were we're dead as a as a stadium community. The fact that we had 24,000 social media impressions and over 6,000 views within 24 hours of the event kickoff, that was phenomenal. And I want you to know that I did go back to some of my console war friends and and, and the special DMs that we have, and I said, "Bam." Check that out. What do you guys think about that? Uh, well, I don't care because Destiny 2 doesn't have as many players. And we'll get into Destiny 2 later. But I said, okay, all right. So you guys have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but with that being said, but on a positive note, man, that is so fantastic. And it shows that, and I hope Google appreciates this, and I think they do. Um, but I really do hope they appreciate it that with all the muck and with all the ire and with all the loathing that the platform has got, and it didn't just start with the launch. I mean, if we're being honest here, it, it started with them just being a non-dedicated device platform and people didn't like the audacity of that. The fact that we were able to band together as a community and say, hey, we like what this thing offers and we pretty much appreciate it and we, we are fond of the future of it. And so we want to show appreciation to Google and Google participated um, and, and given out some gifts. And we also want to show that anybody that's like interested in the platform that this thing is viable. So I, I, it was kudos to, you know, our friends at Stadia Source and kudos to you too, man. I mean, that round table that you guys had along with the other shows that you provided along with the stream that you did. I mean, you were like in what, five or six different shows that day, right? <laughs> I I did not realize that, you know, it wasn't until the, the back half of the day. And, and I, I told you this through Twitter. I had my, my plan for that day was to make it to your stream and to get um, all the way through that stream. And yeah. by the time I got to Brian's stream for the, the Mortal oh, yeah. Kombat tournament, I was dead. I was literally I like, was getting I heavy. yeah, I couldn't stay awake. And <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. I was in like five or six, actually, no. So I was in one, two, three, then a fourth and then a fifth. So yeah, I was in several streams in the evening. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. Interesting. And, and, and fantastic job that you guys did. And great job to everybody that participated, too. I mean, we we thank you very much for your participation and, and the fact that you everyone made it special. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, and kudos to you, too, man, because you participated. So I think as much as you're giving us you know, props, it, you, you also were a part of that. So I do think you need to – we also need to say thank you to you as well for, for the content that you did with the Borderlands uh, 3 stream. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. And then the young prodigy Shogun 2K, if, if he's listening, he's he's now a Stadia fan. The funny thing about my son is that um, he's trying to be a YouTuber and all that fun stuff. And I was against it because, you know, there's some interesting people out there on the Internet. Uh, but he, he's very responsible with it. And me and him did the stream and we did on typical banter. Dad, you suck. You know, and I'm dead. I'm carrying you. I'm tired of this, you know. So it was fun to do. <laughs> but um, it just shows that. Man, you can if, if when this thing fully gets fleshed out, there's really some some good fun to be had with family and friends and stuff like that. So there's a lot of promise to this platform, and and, and I was proud to be of, and I'm glad you guys invited me to do so. Um, with that being said, with all the pleasantries out of the way, <laughs> got to get to the nitty gritty chase. Oh man, uh, there's no other way to say it but to say it. Destiny Two, free to play paywall. Um, <laughs> well, you know, no, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of went ahead of myself. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Um, before we get into that nitty gritty, let, let's, let's peer into your personal information a little bit. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long have you roughly been gaming? Just, just to introduce you more to the public, because they deserve to, to, you know, to, to understand how embedded you are in the community and why you know the stuff that you know. Well, I mean, the first I've talked about this before. The first gaming console that I ever played on was my dad's Atari Twenty Six Hundred, um, and it was Pitfall. I literally remember the first time he showed me the game, and I was just enamored with it. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, and then as I grew up, um, you know, I got into uh, you know, uh, Sega Genesis, uh, Super Nintendo with Yoshi's Island, uh, N64, uh, Sega Dreamcast with um, Power Stone 2. Uh, then when my friend got the first Xbox, you know, when that came out, everyone was kind of like, oh my goodness, it's the next big thing. And then Halo was one of the first games that changed, you know, everything. Um, and then shortly within a couple of years, you know, uh, Modern Warfare hit the scene with the PlayStation 3. And that was my first real taste of, um, you know, just keep it brief, but that was my real first taste of gaming with a community. Um, a lot of my friends got me onto that game and we're still together now. We have a clan of about 15 or 20 folks um, wow. that, that still play regularly. They're not all on Stadia, of course, which I mean, is just, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the reality, part but of the course, exactly. part, part for the course, but you know, um, we, we've stuck together for a long time. We've played a lot of different games and um, that's, that's basically, so from the age of, to answer your question fully, from the age of three forward, I've been playing games. Interesting, interesting. Um, do you, now, what is your favorite genre? 
Um, that's a, you know, no one's ever really asked me that question in that, in that capacity. Um, it, it's probably a blend of something. And I know this is a cop out. I'm sorry, but uh-huh. it's, I started off playing competitively. SOCOM. Um, I love okay. third person shooters. I'm, I'm that's kind yeah. of my wheelhouse. That's kind of where I started. Um, and then I kind of fell in love with MMOs and RPGs and, you know, that's kind of where I'm at now As I've gotten older. I've kind of gotten more away from the first person and third person elements. And I'm more into, you know, I like the story driven games, the narrative driven games, and I really like customization and, you know, MMOs and RPGs are really where my wheelhouse is now. So I, I guess I would say with age, <laughs> if it was like a, <laughs> fine, a fine wine or a fine brandy, um, I've, yeah, I've come yeah. to appreciate those games a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I I went through a similar metamorphosis, if you want to call it that. Um, I used to love nothing but turn-based RPGs. That's what mm-hmm. really, you know, um, even to go far back, like some little-known games, Crystallis on Nintendo, Fantasy Star, <laughs> yeah. Genesis. Yeah, I lo- dude, I love those games. And then I took a hiatus from uh, gaming for about four or five years because I was doing a lot of crazy stuff at work. And then I came back with the Xbox One playstation 2 generation and then i used to hate here's the crazy thing my brother is a big time gamer he got me into gaming too um and he used to always have a pc and i just didn't care for him and i used to hate first person shooters and um he finally got me to play first person shooters which was the original ghost recon on on console he got me to play it on console and i loved it ever since so yeah i've i've I would have never imagined myself playing oh those things are so stupid i used to say to myself but yeah, with, with you know, you age like fine wine, right? And your taste, exactly. <laughs> your taste get different. Um, let me ask, what, what led you personally to Stadia? What Stadia? What what made you say that's something I want to get into? Um, so it, it was a couple of things. You know, I'm I'm a, a tech person, kind of behind the scenes. I enjoy technology. I enjoy uh, advancements in technology. So I'm always paying attention to that stuff. Um, I, I've got a background. Uh, not fully, but I have a background that deals a little bit in, um, you know, uh, networking, if you will, and uh, some business and PR pieces. So, you know, I've always tried to look at different things and see, okay, well, what's coming out? What might be, you know, possible to, you know, fit my use case, right? And yeah. one of the things that I was thinking about coming into this year, um, meaning last year around the January time, is I'm like, man, you know, this console generation is about to come to an end. And we all dread it. You know, I, I, everyone says that they're happy about the next console, but in reality, in the back of your mind, you're like, Jesus, I've got to spend $500. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you, that is on your mind. And at least, at least for me, that's, that's what's always in the back of my mind. So I'm like, man, you know, I wish there was something. And it's funny. I literally thought this MM, I was like, I wish there was something out there that wasn't as expensive because it there's bills, man. Like I, there's yeah. times, you know, right now that I, I'm constantly thinking about, I got to get rid of this for a little bit because I got to make mm-hmm. this in. Me. Yeah. So, um, basically what ultimately happened is I saw, you know, GDC, I saw that they were talking about a platform you know, in my, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, they're just going to do a physical console. You know, it just makes the most sense. They're not going to jump too far ahead. And yeah. then I remembered about project stream and I went, wait a minute, are they, are they really going to try this? <laughs> and sure enough, they, they, they were, they were jumping into this space. So I, I was a little skeptical, you know, as far as, um, what the business model was going to be. 
Um, and then when I found out about base, that's what, that's what, that's what did it for me, man. I, I was like, yeah. you know, convenient, not even so much the convenience part yet. The cost of it is what was like, I'm like, man, I don't have to go buy a console. All I got to yeah. do is buy the yeah. game yeah. and I'm good. Like that was like eye opening to me. And then we start learning about switching between, you know, devices and convenience. And I'm just like, man, you know, this, this could really change things for me. And then, you know, that's basically where, what, what kind of led me to the platform, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe you can answer this for me too. I mm-hmm. find it very hard to sell the convenience aspect of it. Like I always get the question, MM2K, why would I get this thing Stadia? And I say to people, well, you may not want it now because you may not be willing to double dip. However, if you haven't experienced games regularly at 60 frames per second, you might have your mind blown. You know what I'm saying? And the simple fact that this is not native, you you might say, oh, I'm willing to play that again at 60 frames per second. But if you've played 60 frames per second before and you don't really want to double dip, then let's wait until the games come day and date to the system. You know what I mean? Um, There's the cheap price. There's the low entry point, 130, or just for the price of the game on a browser. It performs better than the vast majority of consoles and homes today, which are the PlayStation 4 Slims and the Xbox One S's. Um, And then um, it it may not look better than every game on the X, but it performs better than those, those units too. So... With that, you don't, and then you don't have to worry about hard drive space, buying extra this and that, you know. And then now we got the threat of coronavirus. We talked about this at your on on your um, podcast. So when I throw all that out, they still say, nah, "I don't know." I mean, do you run into that, or is there something that I'm missing there, maybe in that discussion to try to bring forth what the the intricacies are here? No, I mean, and, and I think I think it's different. You know, my philosophy is I don't like forcing purchasing preferences on people. Yeah. So I always try to be yeah. very careful about, look, here's the facts. You take it and you look and see if it fits your use case. And if it doesn't, that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, I'm not going to be offended. And I don't think people should be offended. People should game the way they want to game. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, why I think convenience matters and why it's tough because I think there's a lot of people out there that they're skeptical of this thing still. And once they actually see the difference, let me, let me just speak to me. Mm-hmm. I was only playing the PlayStation, maybe six or eight hours a week, MM. Gotcha. And as soon as I got onto Stadia, I jumped to 20. And, and people yeah. may go, oh, okay, yeah. well, what changed so vastly that you got to that 20 mm-hmm. mark? Yeah. Well, with the PlayStation, I booted up. Yeah. Heaven forbid there's a system update. That's five uh-huh. minutes. Yeah. Once I get into a game, heaven forbid if I hadn't played it for a while, well, there's a patch. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, forget the patch. Now there's a game update. So what would have been, you know, an easy boot the PlayStation up, get into the game, play the game. You're 20 minutes in, in some cases. And, and that's a, that's a really maximum figure. I would say the the median average is about 12 to 15 minutes on average, usually. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so if you only have 30 or 40 minutes to game and sometimes listen, guys, I only have a limited amount of time to play. I played before we got on the stream tonight for about, mm-hmm. about 45. Mm-hmm. Um, that's half of your game time gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, automatically this has allowed me to jump into a game in under two minutes because Stadia literally lets you jump in in two minutes, no patch, no download. And here's the other thing that's really interesting. And a couple of people have talked about this and it, it didn't set in with me, but now it has, you know, all those games that you get on PlayStation plus and Xbox live gold that are those free games, you can claim them. Right. Yeah. But like you said, if the SSD is full, well, then you got to make a, a choice of well, what game am I going to get rid of? And if you don't mm-hmm. like that game that you picked up, well, now you're like, well, crap, I got rid of the game I didn't want to get rid of for the game exactly. that I wanted to try. Well, with Stadia, that 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 decision's removed. You can just try yeah. anything. 
There's no storage on your end. So that's that's the one main piece. And I think the other one is I've been gaming in different parts of the house at different parts of the, of the evening. Like I'll play on the Chromecast for a little bit and then mm-hmm. I'll jump in for about 20 minutes before I go to bed to set myself up for the next day so that yeah. I'm ready to go into the next quest or the next mission or whatever it is. It's changed everything for me, man. Um, and that's why I think when we talk about convenience, that's I think how we should sell it. It's from a mature perspective, we have a limited time in our days. People People don't realize how much those precious minutes and seconds are. And once you see the difference, especially if you have kids, you have a wife, it's going to change your perspective. It changed mine. I didn't realize how big of a, a play this was going to be, mm-hmm. but it has, it's, it's made a huge difference for me. I mean, I'm with you on the uh, allure to third person as shooters. I love you play plus, And we talked a little bit about the beta mm-hmm. for you play plus, And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but let me give you a prime example. The Division. Um, I love The Division, too. I love that game. I also love Ghost Recon Breakpoint. They they pretty sim- similar games, and they, they kind of like cross paths similarly, but I love those type of games. Mm-hmm. Me playing it on my console, even though that was the main game that I like to play, you got to boot up, you got to add the install, you got to wait, and then it's, you have a decision. If the wife has you running around the house, painting the side, you know, cleaning the signing power, washing the siding, you know what I'm saying? And doing all types of stuff. And you only got 45 minutes mentally. You say to yourself, well, I'm only going to get like 20, 25, maybe 30 minutes of gaming in. What can I accomplish in that time? I'm just going to confuse myself anymore. So then in lieu of that, you just don't game. You just go to Hulu. Right. And then you just plop on the show for 30 minutes. And or if the patch happened, you just shut the console off. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's I think people aren't grasping that. And again, maybe you can only grasp it when you play it. But imagine watching TV and instead of you being able to go to your Hulu or Netflix and hit start and the movie starts, just imagine if you had to wait for it to load. You know what I mean? Like people would go, there would be tyranny in the streets if people had to do that. So... <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that's because we're so accustomed to the convenience of platforms like Hulu and Netflix. And that's what Stadia is like. And, and before I, we transition, I want to put this on here because this was a great comment um, from Dan Ordaway. Dan says, I've been out of gaming since the GameCube. Stadia has brought me back. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same. Same. It's, I, I said on um, Stadia Super Saturday, and I said it again recently that Stadia has made me fall in love with gaming again, and that's a really big statement. Like to say something. I mean, even for me, when I've said that out loud, 
I didn't really think I quite grasped what I was saying in the moment. <laughs> it, it, came, it came from the heart, you know, it came from the soul. Exactly. It was just like very like you made me fall in love. With, and then I, I thought about it. I'm like, man, it really did, did bring that reaction out of me that it has made me fall in love with gaming again because of how easy it is to game. It's literally <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it's a snap of a finger and you're in. It's yeah. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. What, what do we say, Chase? In a Thanos snap, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, and I want people to at least, because there's so many entry points into it. Like, you guys are always giving out buddy passes. Shout out to Stadia Cast. They're always Bill and Lloyd. Excellent show as well. Check them out. They're always giving out buddy passes. Everyone within the community wants to give everybody an opportunity to experience this and then like you said make their own decision so i, I just feel that once people do that uh, in culmination with more titles coming that you're going to start to see a tidal wave of of interest flock towards this this platform and and i just can't wait because i love when people feel like they they they've been introduced to something new and they enjoy it i, I love watching people get that feeling because i love experiencing that myself so you know um it'll, it'll be a great thing Definitely. Um, but big ups to Dan Ordway for that for that uh, comment. I just thought it was very relative to what we were saying here. Um, OK, so enough with all the pleasantries and all the nice stuff that people are saying, oh, these are just fanboys. These stadia stands, you know, um, we know that the platform can perform and we know that the platform does well, you know, as far as bringing people back and giving us and, and putting more control of time in our hands that we gain. But we know everything hasn't been perfect, Chase. So I want to pick your brain and get your thoughts on a lot of the ire and stuff that you see out here on social media. A lot of it is not warranted, but some of it may be. In your yeah. mind, what do you think that they got seriously wrong since the rollout? You know, I've made this pro because you're asking the question. I'll, I'll address it. I've tried to make this promise that I would stay away from it, but you know, we, we keep we keep we keep coming back to it. Sadly, and it's it's really, yeah. I think the number one problem for them is their communication. Um, yeah. And it's it's been an issue since you know September. You know, we, we talked about this. You know, they they were on a pretty normal business track if you look at their moves from May through July, everything that they were doing was what you would see with any other business ramping up for a new venture, standard procedures, standard things, standard moves. We were calling, you know, a lot of us that were doing content at that time were saying, yep, this is happening. Yep, this is happening. And it was happening because that was the standard stuff that you were seeing. Then when we got to September, they basically said, I don't want to repeat the word I was going to say because it popped <laughs> into my head. They basically said, let's just abandon everything that we've just done and we're just going to do something different. And I don't know what yeah. caused them to do that, mm -hmm. but they just went into this like weird place of just like they lost their soul for a little while. Yeah, they're real reclusive. Yeah. September through December. Um you know, even even during the rollout, we had the controller issues with how that was communicated. We had the issues with how the codes were being sent out. Mm -hmm. There was just a lot of things that were they were <laughs> they were PR disasters that were absolutely avoidable. They were they, yeah. they we, anyone that works in a marketing firm and a PR firm, you'll you'll understand what I'm saying here. These were all <laughs> unmitigated disasters that they didn't it didn't need to happen. They could have been out ahead of it. And what a lot of it comes down to, and I think we're going to talk about this in a little bit because we talked about this off the stream, so I'm not going to get ahead, I promise. But mm -hmm. a lot of it is them choosing to try to keep the Band-Aid on and just they think that by keeping information close to the vest 
and mm-hmm. revealing it at the last possible moment that they'll somehow avoid the backlash. Yeah. And in other marketplaces, you can get away with that. You really yeah. can. Yeah. This is a much different, the gaming market is a very different animal. It's I, very brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Google is, has finally realized for the most part in the past few weeks, what they needed to do. I still think they're not fully where they need to be. Um, mm. I don't think they turned the corner completely. Um, but I, I think the number one issue that they've gotten wrong since the rollout has been their communication without a doubt. It's, it's not even in, in, in question. Yeah, no, I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, for those of us that got the platform, and again, I don't want to speak for everybody, and I I don't want to cater what everybody's decision points are, but I got the platform because I'm a tech enthusiast like you. I like tinkering with stuff, and I've always been that way, you know. Um, and honestly, when I first got the platform, my expectation was not for it to be a major staple in my gaming day. I I basically said, oh, Cyberpunk 2077 is coming here. I tested out NVIDIA GeForce, the GFN. I said, oh, GFN is cool, but it's not that stable on an LTE network or over the phone, or it's not the best experience. Um, I'll try this Stadia thing, and when Cyberpunk 2077 comes out, I'll just buy it on, on Stadia. That was my sole purpose for this thing before I got it in my hands. And when I got it in my hands, I was amazed, and it's become more of my main way of gaming. Um, that being said, um, that's not everybody. Everybody had different expectations, and some of those right. expectations were not communicated properly. And then, as you said, it's like they, they're like – we're just going to hobble along. We're not going to address this wound properly. Let's just make it across the line, and then we'll do. We'll, you know, we'll deal with it once we get there. Now, once we get wherever there is, people <laughs> like Chase and I know. Oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying? Like the wound right. is going to be fixed, and they're going to be, you know, 100. But it just kind of it, it's giving off the ambiance of amateur hour. I hate to say that when right. you had things like the AMA. Well, we don't know when. People are going to get their founders edition. I'll go to people's homes. It really felt like amateur hour at moments like that. And that's the stain that they really get. That's a taste in people's mouths. that They really got to help be a palate cleanser for by doing things right. Communication wise. Those are, those are my thoughts, but um, yep. before yep. we, before we move on last question for you before, and then we'll get out of doom and gloom hour. I promise if you had, and I asked Duncan the same question, right? So it's only fair that I ask you. If you had an executive seat, if you had a seat at the executive board of Google, what would you like to see done over the next 12 months? I can give you an easy roadmap. Um, so I think it's a it's a it's a three-pronged strategy for them. Um, one, they need to focus on all demographics. Um, anything mm-hmm. that they can do to focus on all the major purchasing blocks. And I've talked about them, the uh, you know, the the popcorn gamers, hyper casuals, mid-core, hardcore, each of those have their own likes and their dislikes, you know, as far as what they, they want. So they need to, they need to be attentive to that. They can't focus on just one demographic. We've seen what that, ha- what's happened to Xbox and PlayStation in the past when they mm-hmm. did that, they mm-hmm. ran into major pitfalls, major issues. So hopefully, you know, they've got, you know, over, you know, at least 80 years of experience over at Sadia between Jack Buser, Jade Raymond and Phil Harrison. I would yeah. hope that they're thinking about these things. Um, so that's that's one piece. I think the second piece to it is they need to uh, focus in on, um, you know, a, a better PR strategy. And and you know, again, I don't know what 
they're doing over there. So I'm trying to be very careful not to just completely throw a blame game on them, but they need to get an in-house firm and they need someone that works close with the Stadia team. It, it doesn't need to be subletted out. This is a much different space. They need to be in close communication with those individuals. Um, and what that does is if you have one person or, or a group of people, let's say it's only three or four, right, MM, they're controlling the narrative and what's going out to the publications, to the media, to the journalists. That's what you need. You need tight control of exactly what's going out. And those are the people that then communicate out to the social media teams to make sure that they're putting out communication, to make sure that their can responses that they're putting out in tweets are concise and clear. So that that's the second piece. And I think the last and the most important piece, and you know, I I initially have been talking about this in the past, but I'm, I'm going to actually come back to this and say, I think it's actually a big thing they need to focus in on. And I think it is that they need to get a game pass model uh, for yeah. uh, the back half of this year. Um, and, and it's, it's from a mode of competition. It's, it's got nothing to do with, they won't succeed if they don't have it. Again, yeah. it goes back to that first prong of the business plan or the business piece. If you're there at that table of, well, if you're going to market all these demos, you got to have everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, don't stretch yourself so thin, but you need yeah. to have targeted things that speak to all of these different demographics. And if they can achieve that effectively, I think this thing could be jet fuel. I really do. If they can just get these little ingredients in order, they've got a recipe for success. It's not like this thing is going to die tomorrow. We've said this before. It's not dead. It's not dying. It's not going to die. Even with the things that aren't going great, it's not a dead platform, but it's, this goes back to something I said, um, uh, off, off air with you, but you can't get time back. Yeah. Time is irreparable. And when you do Mm -hmm. irreparable damage with your time, it doesn't mean, and, and sometimes this gets taken out of context. Irreparable damage with time does not mean irreparable damage. It's it's a much different yeah, term in business. Yeah, yeah. What it means is it extends your trajectory out to what you knew that you didn't want it to be when you had set targeted goals. And I guarantee you, Google did not want to have five months. They weren't sitting at their boardroom <laughs> going, "Hey, we want to we want to we want to botch this." No, they weren't yeah, doing that. Yeah, they weren't yeah. doing that. So that that would be my my approach, MM. Gotcha. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I see in the chat that they, they, they you know, uh, big up to Stadia Weekly, a participant in the um, um, in Super Saturday. Big ups to in big ups to Stadia Weekly. Um, he comments, "It's not the Netflix of games," and I kind of had a different approach to you to where I said, "Well, no, it was kind of similar." I said in 2020, I don't know about a a subscription but they definitely need one why because competition breeds competition still sharp and still and subscription models are becoming very very um attractive you know what i'm saying and when you're a new platform you have to provide the norms and some. You see what I'm saying? Because why am I going to leave? Why am I going to join this new ecosystem that I don't know that I don't know anything about if you can't provide me the norms? So I, I yeah. kind of get where you're coming from, Stadia Weekly. We may fall into different time slots and when we think that could happen. And Chase gave a great reason why he thinks it should be where it should be. But definitely, I, I don't think that this becomes a viable service with the trajectory trajectory excuse me that uh okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Game, oh, not games as a service, but subscription model type games like a Game Pass are going. You can't ignore something like that. And I want to I want to just very quickly, if you let me, and I promise I won't take too much no, time. No, 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 definitely. This is all you, brother. It's important to clarify when people say Netflix of games, and I and I want to I want to tackle this because I, I think what Stadia Weekly One is saying is not incorrect. And I, I know where he's trying to come from here, but I, I want to clarify something on this. We got to be really careful when we throw this term around because what the public means by this is not what we think it is. Yeah, and this goes yeah. back to this whole thing of we know what Stadia is versus what the general population is. And sometimes we've got to step away from our silos and look at what people are saying and what people mean by what they say, the context of their statement. When people say Netflix of games, they mean every brand new game. I I kid you not, folks. If you go Mm. on social media and you look at what folks mean by this, they want every brand new game. That's not going to happen. That's yeah. not going to happen right now. Even with yeah. Game Pass, you're not getting every brand new game. Exactly. You're getting game Microsoft Game Studios games because they can take the hit. Because yeah. internally, they're the ones that are actually putting that game out there. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind and with that piece in mind, it's not a Netflix subscription. What it is, it's a back catalog of games that someone can go and play. And again, if we, this is where, and I, I, I'm telling you guys, again, from a business perspective, if, we, if they pigeonhole themselves and they only focus on one specific trajectory and they only focus on one purchasing block, they will get themselves in trouble. We've seen it happen. History does not lie. And I know you know this. I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah. Microsoft ran into this exact problem two, two uh, or three uh, years back with, with a situation that they ran into with this. PlayStation, the last generation, one of the comments that they made is, well, we're for hardcore gamers. What? <laughs> no, like, what are you saying? What, what message does that send to the people that are wanting to buy your media platform? Because it's mm-hmm. not just a console at that point. You're marketing it at that time as a media platform. Yeah. So I, I, I just wanted to put some context on that. I, I mm-hmm. when, when I've seen folks say that term, what ends up happening is the debate that starts is, well, I want every brand new game. And yeah. now the conversation is twisted beyond what the actual meaning that we mean behind it. So Yeah, it was actually plausible. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, no, it was great to add context to that. Um, and thank you, Stay There Weekly One. He also follows up and says, that's my point. We got you. You know, no, great question. Great comment. All right. So now we're going to pivot over to the next portion, which is da-da-da-da, do more doom and gloom. No. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, man, this hurts, man. This pains me. I'm telling you. this. I yeah. can't damage control this, Chase, but we're going to get through this. We're going to try to get through this. Uh, you know, because time isn't on our side, and I don't, I don't want everybody to, to drop off the stream. Uh, with that being said, uh, here I want to share this article too because this article comes from our friends at Stadia Source. Uh, and all right, there we go. All right, so we got Destiny Two Stadia Paywall. All right, so. And, and, and the article from uh, Stadia Source, and it's written by our good friend Duncan. Duncan, the Stadia hater, right? Uh, Duncan writes, free-to-play Destiny 2 game locked behind Stadia Pro subscription. As mentioned in a previous article, today is the day one founders uh, will lose their Pro subscription. Um, and if they have set it to auto-renew, there was a lot of speculation surrounding Destiny 2 and whether you'd be able to retain access. 
Um, and here goes some information. I'm trying to get to that. Oh, Kit and Caboodle, where they showed this pic where somebody, I guess they were on Reddit, and correct me if I was wrong, um, if I'm wrong, a That's user right. on Reddit called R, I'm going to butcher that, so I'm not even going to try, I'm sorry, who let his pro membership expire, discovered that when they went into the Stadia app and looked at Destiny 2, there was a button that said, now subscribe to play. So that pretty much tells you that at this moment, it's behind the paywall. Let me let me just come out and ask you, what do you think about this? Good, bad, nothing burger. So it's it's two it's two pathways. So I'm not I'm not as concerned about what the decision was because I think from a business perspective, and I and I had some time to think about this from last night. I had a stream about this and I was very adamant about some different things. But where I was being adamant from was where I was being adamant from, let me rephrase that, was from the lens of where they were choosing to communicate this and how they were choosing to communicate this. Um, they waited to the last possible moment, which for consumers is not good. That's not a good, that's not a good look. It's not a good strategy. So here's here's the the, the problem. So pathway one, right? Pathway one is they had to make a decision business-wise and they had to either one, go down option one, which is if we put it on base, we have to either get a cut of the microtransactions, which obviously, in my opinion, they weren't able to lock down because if they had been able to do that, I think we might see a different situation here. Two, the other pathway would be they put ads on loading screens. Well, we know that's not going to work because that's going to be a, you know, a, um, you know, uh, Brian from Club Stated just jumped in here and he made a good point. When uh, 2K did that, it was like <laughs> pitchforks, people coming through the streets, people <laughs> coming at at 2K. Yeah. And saying, what are you What are you doing? So are that you was, doing? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was option one. So option two is well, when we we lock it behind, we lock it behind Pro. Here's here's the the thing, and I've I've seen a lot of folks say this on um on social media in the past two days, and I, I and I want to. People are not going to agree, I think, with what I'm going to say, but I am going to pu push back on something very heavily here on this because this mm -hmm. is a factual statement, what I'm about to say. The Destiny 2 game by itself was not the pro game. And I, and I mm -hmm. saw somebody already say this. I think Sadie Weekly 1 said this. And no disrespect mm -hmm. to Sadie Weekly 1, but I, I want to be very clear about something. Destiny 2, the game, was not the pro game. Mm -hmm. Destiny 2, the collection, collection. was yeah. the pro title when we came onto this service. And here's the other difference between that. With other pro games, if you don't keep them with that subscription, you can go back and purchase them when you're on base. You can't yeah. do this Destiny 2 with the base game. They're basically saying you have to go on to the subscription to get that base game. Or, or if you don't want to subscribe to pro, you have to buy one of these bundles with the game attached to it and spend that money. It's not by itself. So they did not and I'm, I'm again this is why I'm pushing back they did not clarify this and it was not just some easy you can just read the tea leaves on this one they did not address this accordingly and and this is the reason I think that it happened is what we just talked about is those microtransaction pieces I think they were in negotiations with publishers on this and they just couldn't reach an agreement because of how stingy you know I'm just being honest Google is very dead set about their percentages when it comes to purchases they don't really you know they don't go down. They stay at one set figure. <laughs> yeah. so, because of that, um, I think they didn't reach an agreement and they were basically stuck. And the the writing was on the wall. And I think they just didn't want to talk about this. They knew that this game was coming up. They knew this free-to-play conversation was going to come up. It came up during E3. If you remember with Phil Harrison and, and Jeff Keeley, he talked about it. He intimated it. And then there was backlash, man. That people were around that June, July time frame. People yeah. were really 
upset about this. Yeah. And again, I, I think if you look at it from a business perspective, we got to be honest about this. Google wants to make money. They, mm-hmm. they're in this to make money. So I'm not upset about the decision. What I'm upset about is you cannot wait to the last minute to communicate this. Yeah. yeah. And not do that. It is not acceptable. It's not okay. And we have to, you know, as consumers, we have to say and be honest about it. Google, not good, not a good look. And, 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 you know, I hope that this is not what the media takes hold of as far as the narrative. There's been so much good stuff the past week and a half. And I think today's drop with this, you know, you're going to go into this beta news here in a little bit, but I think there's been these purposeful moves and uh, the game announcement too, SteamWorld. I think there's been these purposeful drops to try to avoid this being the focal point. And you know what? I'm going to say something good on Google for doing that because Mm -hmm. that's the right thing. You want to control the narrative. So in that respect, I actually give them a little bit of props because I think they're doing the right things to try to mitigate it, but they still should not have waited until now to discuss this. If you had control of the messaging, we know that from the onset that you would have did this in a, in a, in a better way. This, this news would have been cascaded in a, in a more consumer friendly and it just all around business friendly way. But let's just say, let's, let's role play a little bit. You, you just are hired on to Google chase. We got this mess. The destiny two is coming in. We got to announce it and let people know, you know, what what do you say? What does Chase say? How does Chase try to phrase it? Let's just say a week ago. What what do you do? Well, I, I think they just rip the band-aid off and say, you know, we just want you to be aware that, you know, free-to-play titles uh will be locked, you know, behind pro. It will the reason for that is is because of the way the game is set up, we want you to have the pro subscription to play it. The, the tough part is, is there's also other parts of the language that are difficult because what they've also said is for multiplayer games that you pay for, you don't have to have a subscription to play online. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's tricky. It's not an easy solution. Um, but I do think my 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 answer to that would have been just say and just be honest. Just say, look, yeah. it is going to be a game that if you decide to go away from pro and you want the base game, you will have to go on to the pro subscription to get that base game. Uh, to play it. Um, and if that's the case, then people then make their decisions of whether they want to do that or not. Um, but I, I, again, I think that the, the problem comes back to what happens with this is people say, I can't trust Google. And that's terrible. Yeah. That's yeah. not what you want your narrative to be. And I don't, I'm not saying I agree with that statement, but again, perceptions are reality, yeah. you know? Uh, and it's it's sad. I, I don't want to I don't want to harp on this. I hate having to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so much positive, yeah. but you got to be honest about it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And perceptions not tend to the law. And I'd like here's what I did like Chase, and then we can move on. I and get your thoughts on this real quick though. I liked that when that Reddit post came out that Stadia has been radio solid for forty years. You know and. And again, nothing against that Reddit poster because I I understand the frustration they were talking about. They mm-hmm. didn't hear anything concrete in their mind about games for 40 days. But the media ran with that and made it seem like that we didn't hear anything from Stadia. And the crazy thing about it was is that just a week prior, the same media was talking about the 120 plus games that was coming. Um, so I like the candor that they had as far as we can't announce every single game. Right. Um, because we got to let our business partners do it. And then, you know, how people were gawking at them because of that. However, just a few days ago, we discovered where if they don't follow that mantra, you have uh, 
Laverian, I might be saying their names wrong, but Laverian Studios behind Baldur's Gate 3, they had to backtrack on Baldur's Gate, which I think is still coming out this year, but they had to say, hold on, we weren't ready for that to be announced yet. So what Google said was ultimately right. But I'm saying all that to say this. Um, I'd like to... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Standard that they had in saying, this is why we're not doing this. I just wish that up front, they would have did the same type of candor to say, hey, look, we have different deals with our business partners where some of your favorite or some of the other companies, they get DLC money. We don't, you know, so be, to help support this game and make sure that it's the best that it can be and it got the best infrastructure, these will be attached to. You know, maybe a task isn't the right word. You know, I'm trying to pull out the business plan, but I don't know. I mean, maybe something like that would work. Do you think so, or 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 no, or? So when you say, give me give me a little bit more. Just when you say attach, when you give me a little bit more context. What what are you what are you envisioning with that? I'm just trying to kind of put the two things together there. Absolutely, yeah. I'm envisioning. Yeah, this is attached to a payment or subscription because unlike. Company A or Company B, which is Microsoft, Sony, and then I guess we could throw Nintendo in there. We don't get the support off the DLC. Now, we talked about why they don't get the support off the microtransactions because they won't budge there. But they can just simply say, we don't get the support off of that. To ensure that you guys have the best experience possible, you know... um, we get the support from the memberships in order to make that happen. Uh, And that's why the memberships are attached to... Gotcha. You paying for the subscription. Yeah. And, and I think it goes back to its upkeep of the server blades. It's, um, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, 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 it's the revenue driver for them because it, again, you know, if they're getting a cut of these games, somebody made a good point and I, I, I don't know how accurate this is. So I'm trying to be very careful and I don't like making statements that I don't have clarity on. So you, you can even correct me if I'm wrong on this, but someone made the point that free to play titles like Fortnite over on PlayStation, for example, you don't need PlayStation plus to yeah. play that now yeah. my understanding was you had to have it to play online but somebody was very adamant that you didn't yeah so yeah. It, it, that goes back to i think maybe if that is true the reason is we know sony does have these agreements with these companies for cuts of these microtransactions that's mm-hmm. how they can say well we don't care if you have a subscription because we're getting money from here well if exactly. google isn't getting a cut of that money well they got to make up somewhere somehow okay? yeah so I, I think that's what it comes down to. I think they were not able to get to a negotiating point. Maybe they just didn't want to admit this publicly, which I under, look, I understand that part, but you cannot, again, I, I hate to come back to this, but you cannot wait until then to, you know, to now yeah. to, to, to address it. So, um, but, but 
I, I agree with you. I think that that's why it, it has to do with the server blades and it has to do with them wanting to make revenue. Exactly. And, and I get it. Um, you know, Google, if you're listening, which we know you are, we love you guys. But if you but if you're listening, um, I get that you guys are staunch about your stance. I know that you draw a line in the sand and say, we're not budging. But think about this, which I'm pretty sure you have. But think about it even further. In a scenario where you get a game as big as Fortnite on your platform, do you understand how much microtransaction money that you're losing out on just off of just living off of the subscriptions? Like I have a friend who they came crying to me, oh, MM2K, what are we going to do about it? Because they know I'm all in the video games and they're not. And they're not. What, what is so special about this Fortnite? I don't know. Why are you crying about this? Because they have three kids that play Fortnite. We're spending $200 a month on in V-Bucks. What? $200 a month. Do you understand? $200 versus $10 ain't cutting it. So Google, you got to get on this. You got to, you know, be a little bit more flexible in your negotiation of microtransactions. Those are, those are just my thoughts. But I, I really think that's what it comes down to. It just doesn't make sense any other way. You know, for me, that's how I, I'm viewing that this, I think, is what's playing into it. Now, look, I could be wrong, of course, and I'm willing to admit that if they come out and say, hey, Chase, you know, Stadia Talk. Uh, that's not why we chose to do this. Then fine, mm -hmm. tell us why yeah. you did it. Yeah. Yeah. But but the movement suggests that 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 that's probably why. Absolutely. All right, man. Great discussion. Great discussion. Uh, we have. I wanted to point this out. Uh, big ups to Dan Ordway again. He says, "Laugh my blank off." MM2K Google's listening. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I got. Hey, look, man. I got to pat myself on the back every now and again to make myself feel good inside. All right, Dan. Can you understand that? All right. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, let's move on to the next great stuff, man. Let's move on to the next little bit more positive topic three stadia development. So we got a bunch of stuff going on and I mean, let's first talk about, which I'm going to be doing a lot of, uh, referencing to <laughs> our good friends over at stadia source. Killing it, man. Exactly. Killing man. It. They tell you. The number one source for your Stadia news. Um, Stadia launches additional mobile support early. Um, and for those that don't understand what this is or what this is in reference to, Stadia is now open there uh, for you to be able to play your games um, on mobile phones to various other Android devices. And those devices are Samsung 8 devices, uh, Galaxy S8, excuse me, um, including the Note 8, uh, San, uh, Galaxy S9, S10, um, S20, when those aren't out yet, right? I'm an old fogey. I still got a flip phone. Oof, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a Galaxy person anymore, but I know that's yeah. the that just launched. So. Gotcha. Razer phones and the As Asus ROG phones, which I was eyeballing. Me, me and my son were eyeballing them. Of course, they're nice phones before me. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, they're nice phones. Yeah. I definitely uh, interested in that. Um, what do you think about this? Great stuff? What do you think about this list? Absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you two, two reasons why it's amazing. Um, and I'm going to use the term amazing. So one is this is a lot sooner in the timetable than a lot of us expected. Um, there were a couple of us, I'm going to be fair. There was a couple of us in this community that actually called this um, and said, Hey, this is likely going to be happening in the next two or three weeks. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's oh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, likely end of quarter two. That's a really fast push, but yeah. And I, I'm going to tack something onto the end of this so why I think this is happening too. But um, this is a big deal because what are the two major purchasing blocks in the mobile market? Galaxy and iOS iPhones. They are the two largest purchasing blocks of mobile phones. 
when I was thinking, you know, back about a month ago, I was like, man, if they if they were to go ahead and push the mobile support, who do they need to start with? It either needs to be iPhone or it needs to be Galaxy phones. And what do they do? They start with Galaxy. This is an excellent move. The timetable is excellent. They are ramping things up, I think, sooner than we expected because the competition is heating up. They're putting their pedal to the metal on this, and they are trying to drive as fast as they can to try to get to their their goal. Um, and, and I think the reason is that this is happening is because they are trying to to get ahead of the competition because xCloud, while they're in beta, they're not that far behind as far as moving forward with their their trajectory, their goals. And who is the lion in the city? <laughs> You're probably going to oh, use yeah, the Serengeti. It's Amazon. They are just yeah. sitting there lying in wait and letting everybody else make their moves while they go, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. you know, ready, ready to pounce. So this is an excellent move by them. It's, it's very, very interesting. And I think this means that in the next two to three weeks, we are going to see iOS support get dropped. I think base is very realistic in March. I think it spells even clearer that now we're probably going to see it around Doom Eternal. It just, all these moves just really show that they are trying to get this thing finalized and like out into the public space as quickly as possible and as efficiently as possible as they can. No, I, I, I definitely think that this was a shocker. This yes. definitely was a surprise. It wasn't a, it, you know, some of the stuff that's comes like, okay, it's about time. Thank you. Great. Great. You know, this is good. This was a complete and total shocker because, and part of it is because the ingenuity of the community, like people are siloed and stuff. I'm siloed and stuff too. Don't beat me, uh, Google. I'm sorry. I'm siloed and stuff too, but it's great that this is officially supported. It shows that again, they're burying their, even though th there may be some lapses and gaps in the communication, they're burying their head, they're doing the hard work and they're actually able to surprise us now earlier on. You know what I mean? To where maybe we, we, we were, for lack of a better term, I don't want to say disappointed, but we were a little uh, you know, we're a little mad about some of the, the, the implementation, but this, this is excellent, right. I think, as well. Yeah. Um, iOS support. Do, I mean, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, Google, this is great, but what about the iOS support? Um, and I want to preface this question with this. How important do you think this is in lieu of, I just left another podcast um, where a good, good, one of my podcast mates, Nethos, big ups to him. He is part of the xCloud iOS beta. And he said that is dog crap. Like it's it's not fluid at all. And even though it's in beta, he said it's it, there's no even no point. He's not enjoying the experience at all. Mm -hmm. In in light of that, how important is it for uh, Google and your in your thoughts to ratchet up their iOS support? Well, I mean it's important, and and I and I think this is one thing I do want to say real quick. You know that there was that um, that preview apps piece where people were going in and signing up for the Stadia app, you know, yeah. to do the preview program. I don't think that the iOS coming out and that is mutually exclusive because okay. YouTube okay. TV is still in preview on there and they're still doing uh, testing on the YouTube TV app. And that's sure. already live out in the, in, you know, out in the world on both Android and iPhone where you can utilize it. So I, I always try to be very careful when I see those things, because a lot of times we read into something and go, well, that means this. Well, if you look at the full context, I don't, I don't know that that necessarily means that. I think iOS, because of this move, means it's coming very, very quickly. They oh, this okay. you don't you don't set this piece down if you don't expect to then set the next major purchasing block down. Because when you put Galaxy phones, iPhones, and I think shortly thereafter LG phones, 
that makes up probably, and I'm going to be conservative here. I'm going to say that's probably about 80 to 85% of the marketplace. And I know that's, that, that's going to, people are going to go, what? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's, that is the major purchasing blocks in at least North America. You know, I don't want to speak for the rest of the world. I know Huawei is very popular in other parts of the world. And you know, there's a couple other major um, uh, carriers as well, or not carriers, but uh, 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 manufacturers, sorry. Yeah. But um that they make up major, major portions of that of that purchasing uh, uh, block. So I, I think this just tells me that it's it, they are moving ahead to to that's the next step. They want to get these iPhones on, and then what they'll do is they'll start staggering more and more devices. If they've got the major players on there, that's what you want to start with. You don't want to start backwards. You don't want to start with, well, we're going to put the Razer, you know, I'm just, I'm just being facetious, but we're yeah, going to put yeah. Razer three, five, six, that only like 10 people <laughs> own on this exactly. thing. No, you yeah. want to focus on the major purchasing blocks first. So yeah. I think, I think that's what they're doing here. Um, oh, you know what I just realized real quick? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me, you asked me, does it matter? And I did not. I didn't fully answer your question. It does matter, and they do need to get out ahead of it as quickly as possible. Because if if they if what you said is true about your friend's situation, mm-hmm. they need to get out ahead to show well ours works exactly. while the competition yeah. doesn't. So to answer your question, yes, they need to get out yeah. ahead of it. And 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 I wanted to pick your brain on that one because I was I was fifty fifty. I'm like, ah, oh, well, if 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 Microsoft isn't running so well then they got a little bit more time but no don't be reactionary get in front of it like you said i i wholeheartedly agree with that and that's why i wanted to pick your brain on that one um next you play plus testing um you play plus is a uh, it's the game pass equivalent to all you play games um stuff made by ubisoft it's right now a an exclusive uh, service for PC gaming. Um, however, they've partnered with Stadia, and they've said, you know, since the introduction or since GDC, I think it was um, that they no no not GDC, maybe it was E3 that they were going to bring UPlay Plus to the Stadia platform, and we thought it was going to happen earlier. Well, I mean, it is kind of early in the year, you know, but it, it's a it's it's supposed to be around the pike. Um, with that being said, there is a platform. I think the the, the acronym is GBFN or something like that. Chase, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, G- um, GB, GBTN. GBTN, okay. Um, where you can sign up there and then you can gain access to a lot of the uh, beta platforms that are going to be on Stadia. And this is one of them. Um, so we we were talking before the scenes. I'm not 100 percent sure because I just signed up for it. I left Chase hanging here in my in in, in the in the green room, and I went signing up for this. Like, hey, Chase, I still got to get my pizza out the oven, and I'm sitting <laughs> signing up for this damn thing, right? And so, uh, but I signed up for it, and I got an NDA, so I can't talk to y'all about it. But I, you know, if if I get to participate. Um, but with that said, people can sign up for it. If you got UPlay Plus, definitely go ahead and enjoy it. Um, Oh, I don't know. You may not have to have you play. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. We don't know if this is going to be the full gambit of the of the service or if it's just going to be a couple of games here. But with all that babble said by me, what do you think? How important is you play plus? Because I asked this question to Duncan and Duncan broke my heart. He said, MM2K, come on, man. Nobody really cares about you play plus except for maybe you and somebody in uh, Kyrgyzstan somewhere. It's a no, it's it, it's not a popular system. But I wanted to get your take. How important do you think it is? 
for this beta and more importantly to get Uplay Plus active on Stadia? Yeah, and and me and Duncan have actually disagreed on this a lot, and and okay. you know I respect Duncan to to death. I think he's one of the awesome folks in our community. And and listen, folks, real quick, I want to say something. Discourse is healthy. You don't always have to agree with Absolutely. everybody, and that's actually yeah. a good thing. You should not agree with folks all the time. Um, but you play is is important, and it's an important part of their strategy because there are folks out there that are making purchasing decisions as we speak of not buying Ubisoft titles because they are waiting until that that actual rollout happens. The uh, reason I know that is there's a Discord that I'm in and they're constantly talking about this, of why yes. they're not buying these games because they're waiting for Uplay Plus to come out. I think it caters back to that demographic that I was talking about with having a Game Pass type of model. It's, it's that hardcore gaming demographic that's playing 40 plus hours a week, spending 450 plus dollars, or, or actually that's way, way off. I usually say 400 plus on Anum um, that they're spending, you know, mm -hmm. that that's, I think the folks that this is what that appeals to them because they want to play that catalog of games. So I think it's important. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. And this is my first hot take on hearing this news. I don't, no one's ever heard me say this yet. Cause it just dropped today. Um, this is a bit of a surprise to me. Um, I'm going to be very honest. I did not think we were going to hear anything, even a beta, until we got to the summer at the earliest. The fact that we're hearing something on this now, you know, and, I, and I'm trying to be careful because I know we, we don't know for sure that it is definitively Uplay Plus. Um, it's asking some of those questions. So the, 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 the inference is that it, it's likely going to be something related to that. It could still be a game. You know, th there's, there's a lot of moving pieces with it. But if it is, in fact, Uplay Plus, which, again, the inference is that it, that it looks like it is, um, Again, another fast timetable. And now it makes you start to wonder how many games are already built on this platform? Yeah. This yep. is a question we've been talking about in this community. How many games were already built yeah. on this platform from Ubisoft? Absolutely. And it now really changes my viewpoint on where what's the timetables now? Some of these timetables might be changing, folks. The things that we've been talking about, and, and look, we, we can be wrong, and that's okay. We, we're we're working with the data that we have, but once you start getting new data points, you don't you don't stay on track <laughs> A. B is taking you towards the correct, you know, GPS route. Um, and it's, it's interesting. I think some of these timetables are getting advanced and it makes me wonder what's the causation behind it. Again, mm -hmm. this is my mind thinking in these chess piece moves of the, of the business side of it, what's causing this. And I really think Amazon again, and I know I'm bringing them yeah. up again. I yeah. think they are scaring folks, man, because of how quiet they're being. They're not saying anything. And now we know that their first public facing comments about their vision of cloud gaming comes at GDC. I, I'm wondering if this has something to do with it. Because again, we've talked about this. These companies, guys, they have think tanks. They have insiders that all they do are, is look at the trends. They don't know point blank what these companies are doing, but they kind of know what the movement is. So it, it makes me wonder, is it that? Is it because of Amazon? Is it because of xCloud? You know, we're going to find out because whenever there's a causation like this, there's always fallout. We're going to find out. There will be news that'll make us go, man, maybe that's why they did this, you know? Or maybe it's just as simple as this is when we were planning to do it. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe maybe I'm reading into it too much, yeah. which could be the case too. But it's just, it's it's curious that it's this soon. I did not expect this, MM. I'm going to be very honest with you. Yeah. I, um, I was hopeful that it would be sooner rather than later. But now that we're talking about how the th we've fleshed out the conversation about 
the third party relationships when it comes to microtransactions and things like that and how they may not be recipients, you know, of it, like how the other platforms are. It kind of makes sense why they drop Ghost Recon Breakpoint into the vision before putting Uplay Plus out there. You see what I'm saying? Like, let, let's milk the cow a little bit, you know, and which is OK. I, mean, I get it. I get it. You know, um, it's a it's a it's in its infancy stage. And and I would have loved to be able to play it off of uh, Uplay Plus originally. But I, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? And, and I because I because you and I and others can understand the business side of it. That being said, um, I'm happy that it's coming and I'm happy that I can at least test it. You know what I mean? Um, that's a great development. And I think that uh, I'm showing it on the screen now for those of you guys that are looking. It's playgbtn.com. Go ahead and sign up and you can become part of these these test phases, however they are. I mean, and it's a wonderful thing. And if you have Stadia right now and you've stuck with the platform, despite the AMA and all the other mess and rhetoric that's being said on the internet then at heart you're probably like chase and i you are you, you you're like a tech enthusiast so why not sign up for this you know what i'm saying so um i did but understand there is an nda and you gotta respect the nda don't mess this up for yourself so um interesting all right a couple more points before we go to questions because we had so much fleshing out of some great in some great conversation here. I want to make sure that I don't have you going to bed at midnight. <laughs> hey, remember what I told you off stream? I already had one husband token accounted for tonight. I had to uh, use a special one last night. So <laughs> we're good. We're good, man. <laughs> Shame on you, Wingy. No, I, I, I still gotta I gotta double check that show, man, because I, I caught a little bit of it and then I had to do my husband. I lost my token. My token was bent up and yeah. <laughs> shoot, let me, yeah, you know. Let me tell you something real quick. I would be it would be awesome to see you two do a show together because his humor and the way you tackle things, I think it would be one of the best podcasts you've done, man. Hands down, no questions asked. I love Wing hey, look, man, I love Wingy's material and I've let him know that. You know, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying it's like, oh, don't you know, but Stop drooling over me, but I I love his stuff, and I had to let him know, like, man, you you're you're great, and it was great seeing him again too on uh, Super Stadia, Super uh, Stadia Super Saturday. Definitely, it's a, it's a tongue twister, man. It is, it is. Say that fast five times, <laughs> and go to Wing. If you're not subscribed to Chase, go to. We're gonna give you. We're gonna drop his link in there. But if you're not subscribed to Chase, definitely go to his channel. Subscribe to it. Great stuff there. And subscribe to Wing. S subscribe to everybody. Damn it, just go to everybody. It's a great community. One of the best that I've been in, if not the best. But yeah, definitely go sign up for GBTN. Um, if to to tickle your tech enthusiast itch. If you want to test out that you play plus or whatever they're offering during this beta phase. Um, let's see here. Um, expiration of Stadia Pro. We kind of touched on that. Um, but you know, with, with Destiny 2, but what do you think about it? Base isn't releasing concurrently, big deal. You know, what, what do you think, Chase? I mean, it's it, it's not, you know, it, my my thoughts were that base would always launch within a month after the founders ended. I think we're still in, on track for that to happen. And I think the reason they don't want to just throw this out to the masses right away is, you know, one thing that a lot of folks have talked about in our community, which is right. You know, I want to, I want to give kudos to guys like Brian and, you know, you hear Sonny talk about this and a couple of the other guys, but you know, Google's a data collection powerhouse. 
They take yeah. data, they go back, uh, and even Lloyd from StadiaCast has talked about this. They take yeah. data, they, they go back, you know, they look at how they can refine or make something better. So I, I think it's more of a we want to get as much finite data going out of pro to folks dropping into base. What were the purchasing decisions? Why did someone choose to do what they did? How can we refine this? Because you don't just want to throw this out to the masses right after that subscription ends. You want to go and take those data points and say, can we make changes within a few weeks that would change the experience to someone else mm-hmm. that might make that unsuspecting, like you always say, that unsuspecting gamer say, this is worth my dollar or mm-hmm. bring back the person that said at that time, you were not worth my dollar to spend. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, so for me, no, it's not It's not an end-all, be-all. There's going to be people that, that cancel this. I'm also going to say this. I think there's a lot of people that, that <laughs> you know, I, I want to be very very genuine here. I'm not trying to say that anyone's bad in doing this because we all yeah. do this. We're human. But I think a lot of people kind of, you know, uh, on social media were like, I'm canceling, I'm canceling. And in reality, yeah. they didn't cancel. They didn't so, cancel, yeah. You know, so th- it's it's interesting from that perspective. The the real numbers we're never going to know, but I I do think that that's why they did this. And for me, it's not it's not an end all be all. Funny story, real quick, Chase. Before we transition, when you said that about I'm canceling, canceling. So I, of course I'm in this masterful and lovely and just beautiful and pleasant DM with all the console warriors on YouTube, right? So a guy comes in there and he says, you know what? I don't know where we were talking. What were we talking? I think we were talking about sports or boxing or something like that. And the guy comes in there out of nowhere and he's like, you know what? I'm canceling my Stadia subscription. And I'm like, I'm rolling my eyes and I go. And I clicked the meme from the movie Screwed. I don't know if you ever seen that where the uh, mean old lady says, who cares? And I just put that in there like, okay, if you're canceling your subscription, great. But you don't have to announce it to the world. That's your preference. And that's fine. You know, um, but, you know, if again, to me, and I did a video on this and, and, and you've talked about this, too. To me, it makes sense. For the tech enthusiast side, the the fact that I want to be part of this A-B testing when it comes to the 4K, I don't want to miss that. And some of the other perks that come with it, the free games, it's a no-brainer to me. If it's not a no-brainer to you, then fine. But just understand what you're getting when you drop that part of the service. What do you think about that before we transition? No, and, and and I, you know, again, I think the only qualm that someone would have is that, well, I felt like I wasn't given all of the details, like going back to what we talked about a little bit earlier. I think someone's got a valid argument. You know, I, I don't fault them. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think everyone's got to make what's a, the best decision for them. And this, this goes to your point, you know, not everyone's going to, the service isn't going to be for everybody and, and it will take time. Like, I think that's one thing that, you know, I've always kind of, I've tried to promote or try to say, but it will take time for people to transition away from what's been the norm, which is physical media, as far mm-hmm. as gaming is concerned over towards this more digital-esque future that we're going towards. And, and it is going to happen. It's not a question of if, it's it's a win. The win is now. It is happening now as we speak. Um, and it'll it'll be interesting to see how quickly do people choose to adopt it. Um, but I, I think that's that's really going to be the the piece to this is is it's is someone willing for themselves to choose this for their use case and right now they may not and if they choose not to again folks don't don't feel like we have to be in these entrenched camps that's not what it's about people should be allowed to do what's best for them and and you know what there's going to be people that have this as a supplement they're going to have their PlayStation as maybe still their yep. primary platform and then they want to have this as their as their secondary and that look there's nothing wrong with nothing that, that wrong is, with that yeah that's absolutely fine 
I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get the ire. I mean, we, we, and one token you'll hear people say, "I'm a real gamer. I have everything." And those same people will then tell, "Stadia sucks. Don't, don't touch that." Mister Yuck says, "No, keep it away." It, it doesn't make any sense. Let people pick their preferences. You know, diversity of thought is is true diversity to me, um, and I, I appreciate when people have different opinions and like different things. It, it keeps the it keeps the community honest because. One group can say, hey, you know, you forgot about us and let's implement that. And one of my favorite, I'll say this, one of my favorite games of all time is Bioshock. Mm. Bioshock was a was a perfect mixture of so many different elements. They even came up with its own genre, the action RPG or something that they called this, the FPS RPG, because it melded together so many different elements from different styles and likes of gaming. And you never would have got that if everybody liked the same thing, right? So... Mm. I, I think we need to appreciate our uniqueness as different groups within uh, the gaming community and understand we each have a role to serve and one group isn't more important than the other. So, you know, well, well said, my friend, I agree. All right. So before we go to comments, one last development that I think we get, we got time to cover is um, Boulder's Gate, man. Uh, whoa, what is the surprises? What is <laughs> what a surprise, man? I was like, whoa, roll this beautiful bean footage when I saw that uh, that clip. And again, not a lot of information as far as what the game is, but it's coming, you know what I'm saying? It's all like hitting us all at once, like a ton of bricks. Um, how big is this game, the Stadia? It's massive. Um, and I'll tell you why it's massive. Stadia has done a really good job. We, we, me and you talked about this before, um, that they focused in on loyal communities as far as certain games that they knew had loyal followings. What's one of them? Destiny 2. What's another one? Elder Scrolls. What's the third? You know, Baldur's Gate has been a staple in the gaming community. And, and yes, this is a, this is a game long time coming, but you know, there's a lot of MMORPG fans out there that love um, these style of games. There's a lot of Larian Studio fans out there that love the Divinity Original Sin franchise. Uh, that's okay. a fact. Um, uh, okay. So, and that's a really popular game. So, yeah. and then you fast track to what else is Baldur's Gate? Dungeons and Dragons, the D and D community. It's so many different melding. Or how do I say this the right way? It's so many um, groups that come together for this that it's like a perfect recipe as far as a game is concerned. So the game is massive. Um, I want to be careful because I, 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 I don't want to get too far ahead of where you might be going with your points, but I think there's some other things that are going to happen with this game this year. And maybe, maybe if you want to touch on your thoughts on it first, so I don't steal your thunder on it, but um, I, the, the game is massive. It, the, 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 the fact that we're going to be getting this game reveal, this gameplay reveal on the 27th is huge. Um, but I think there's a little bit more to it as well. Hey, Chase, just so you're aware, I, I hey, don't worry about stealing my thunder. You're working the clouds, <laughs> my friend. We had up to over 20 people watching this thing. They're not here for MM2K spitting into a pop filter. They want to hear your expertise. So, um, but I think the point that we were getting to here uh, is uh, the game. From what I've seen, it's like an. I don't know if I'm using the right term, isometric game, like a divinity, you know, yeah. something like that. And what you do is you, and the reason why I, I, I've kind of focused on this question, I really want to pick your brain on this, is that a lot of people are saying that Stadia needs the their God of War. And they literally mean a ripoff of God of War, you know, um, a full-fledged 
triple A third person over the shoot over the shoulder game like that in like a Jedi Fallen Order in order for it to make its mark. But Divinity, this Divinity series is one of the most highly critically acclaimed claimed games series out there as of recent history. What do you think about people that say, oh, it's an isometric, a top-down game, and it's not, you know, what are your thoughts on that? You're not going to please everybody. And, you know, and I don't say, again, I don't say that to be disingenuous, but this this style of game is one of the major genres that is high in sales. Yeah. Um, and I and I think we would be we would be um, we wouldn't be keeping it honest if we said otherwise, you know. And I think that's why they they focused in on trying to get this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think the other reason is, and I'll, I'll go ahead and spill it here. Um, I think this game that the 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 intimation is that it's dropping this year, based okay. off of the the not this community update that we got today, but the last one. They talked about games coming this year, and it was it was like a stealth drop in there, Larian. Yeah out if you saw and said well well that's not necessarily yeah uh, how did they say it? they didn't say it wasn't accurate they said um they, it the, wasn't timely or something like that they had a really crafty word and i i wish i still had it in my head right now article, but yeah but, but they basically they basically implied that it's not that that's <laughs> this being released right now it's not correct that's basically what they said it's not correct but correct in what sense is it? Are you saying that it's that the timing of it's the problem? I think, I think they wanted to reveal this. And I really think on the 27th, it's not just a gameplay reveal. I think it's a release date reveal. And I'm, I am convinced that this game drops quarter four this year um, because they want to compete against every other potential competitor that's in the space. Um, So I, I think that's what it comes down to. And then you have Amazon's game, which I forgot the name of that game. That thing is dropping this May. Oh, oh, holy cow. Yeah. So, yeah, they got to drop this year. They got to drop this year. And it it does help out Stadia, though, that they're at least getting ESO on the platform. I think that's big, too. So you kind of use ESO to battle with this new game, you know, um, to to, to try to keep people on, on, on a game that's already proven with ESO. Um, and then I think there's an expansion that that's simultaneous with that release on Stadia or cl- around the same time. And then to 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 the icing on the cake will be Boulder's Gate Three. I see that as their strategy. So let's see how successful they are with that. Um, hey, brother, so much stuff that I would love to have talked about, but we're not going to get to it all. So you know what that means? You got to come back. Uh, <laughs> <with that. laughs> if you don't mind, if you can find another token um, under the couch or something, you I- know. You just listen, man. You you hit me up. You let me know when you want me to come on, and I will always I'll always come over and uh, and have a conversation. Man. I always enjoy that first discussion was awesome. This one's been another great one. So anytime you want me to come over, just let me know, man. Absolutely. So what I want to do right now, if you, you can stay with us just for a few more moments, Chase, is open it up to the people in the chat that may have questions that, again, they're not here for me, man. They're here for you. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to run through the chat if they have questions and they can get your thoughts on it and uh, and and all that good stuff so they can get educated today. Um, there was one particular comment, though, that was by a good friend of mine. I don't know if you saw my stream, my my pitiful ghost recon stream that I did a couple of weeks ago where I was getting my arse handed to me and my good friend. And I hope I'm not butchering your name. Jacques Vajra came in there and saved me. <laughs> and Zach uh, says, let me put their comment up here on the screen. 
Says it's not a popular opinion, but I think Stadia knew they were going to have a rough launch and decided to hold stuff back so they could drop stuff in rapid succession. What do you think about that? I think on the game side of it, I would say I agree with that because it's it's pretty evident that they've been holding games close to the vest. And you know that it's so weird because when you hear me talk about this, you know, people will, will say to me, Well, why is it that you care about the communication but you don't care about the games? Because the games will come in time. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a natural thing that will happen. It's not a question of an if, it's an, it, it's it's a when. But I think on the other side of it, I I don't, you know, I don't know that I, I buy into that they knew they were going to have a rough launch. I think they created a rough launch for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I really don't think that that's, that's it because if they had handled the communication strategy correctly, I think they would have been fine. I don't think everybody would have been happy. You're always going to have people frustrated and upset about stuff. You cannot please everybody. But when over 60% of the, the feedback during launches, where's my code? Am I going to be able to play even if I don't have my controller? And you're not getting clear answers about that. Well, mm. I mean, yeah, you've, you've set yourself up to a pretty tough spot there. Um, but yeah, I think on the game side of it, I think they have been intentional, um, which, you know, in some cases can actually be to your benefit because maybe what they're doing is, again, they're reading the landscape, which this goes back to where I'm saying, I don't want to say they've turned the corner completely MM, mm -hmm. but made some better strides over exactly. the past. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they're reading the tea leaves now. Maybe they're saying, okay, company A is doing this. Let's hold these games close to the vest. If they really do make the move that we think they're going to make, boom, we've got them. Um, which is, that's what you should be doing. Um, so on the game side, I do think they are holding things close to the vest on the launch side of it and the communication side of it. I don't think they knew they were going to have a rough start. I think, <laughs> they went, oh crap, we are having a rough start. <laughs> um, let's see here. Ashes to Ashes says, I think they want the base to drop to be a massive mic drop games, stadia, exclusives, functions, etc. What are your thoughts on that? Um. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think they wanted most features to be, or, or it, that's that's not correct. They wanted as many features as humanly possible to be available. Um. They definitely want to have a good, you know, selection of games if possible. And I think that's why Doom Eternal makes sense because we we know we're not going to get a Call of Duty by April or May, um, unless there's something we don't know. And again. We may be shocked. You never know. Um, but I think that makes the most sense. So, yeah, I, I, I somewhat agree with that um, as far as I do think that that's why they've been holding off on some things. And I do think they want to try to do as much of a splash as they can. And everybody know on Twitter that we are... Did I spell that right? Yeah, we are doing Q&A for the next few moments. So if they want to come through, now's the time to, to pick his brain. Um, let's see here. Again, if you guys have questions, definitely throw them in there. You can do at Stadia Dosage. I'm just streaming through here. Uh, Charles Aran brings up an interesting point. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this? They said um, Stadia needs dreams or something similar. Do you, what do you think about that? Now, is this – I'm going to be very honest. This might be the one thing where I don't know. Is this – is Charles this saying is that, that PlayStation game dreams okay. where you can create your own title, you know? Okay. Yeah. I've seen this. Um, hmm. I, I, you know, 
I think they just need to have a diverse portfolio to be fair. You know, the one thing I am glad to see, and we didn't really touch on this per se, but mm-hmm. the fact that they are really heavy into these indie games is great. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Because some of these games are winners. Like look at Ori and the was it Ori in the Blind Forest? Like that that game is a winner. I yeah. think this game that's about to come out, Lost Words, is going to blow people's minds. And it's probably <laughs> going to be something that's in the $15 to $20 price point. Yeah. Some of these games, even like, like look at Cuphead. You know, mm-hmm. that's a game that on the Switch, low price point, and yeah. it's a fun game. Some yeah. of these indie games are are absolutely show stealers. So I think it's very interesting those moves. And I guess I would say, yeah, I guess that would be a game that would be interesting. I would just say in totality, have a diverse portfolio, offer different options to folks. The more you have, the better. Um, that that would be my answer. And to your point about Cuphead, like, yeah, these these indie games, even though big burly guys like me that want all the blood and guts, even though it doesn't appeal to our appetite, it doesn't come with our big plate of steak. Um, there are a lot of people that appreciate those guys, those games. Um, and like you said, they are easier to grasp and pick up and play for a lot of people. And you got to have that crowd. And I always say this. Um, a big example for me is Obsidian. Um I like Obsidian's, for lack of a better term, I love all their badass games, right? You know, I love all the the, the games that they participated in that, you know, are um, of that nature. However, they've made a couple of games that I haven't been the biggest fan of. Fine. It's okay. Because guess what? If those games do great, guess what those games help subsidize? The badass games that I like. So people need to look, again, don't disregard different sectors of the gaming community. Look at those games, even though you're not happy for them. You know, everything doesn't have to be made specifically for you to play, but it could be made for you to get your game subsidized. Think about it that way. I think it's very important to look at it that way. Um, I saw a good question here and I missed it. Uh, oh, Stadia Weekly has a very good question. It says, what do you think about Sony backing out of PAX East? It's intriguing. Um, I'm almost wondering if they are reading the landscape and going, maybe we should not reveal stuff right now. Mm-hmm. These companies are going to, you know, <laughs> again, I'm trying to be really careful because I'm not trying to, <laughs> yeah, not, know, trying, yeah, not, yeah. not trying to be facetious or make jokes, but the reason I'm laughing internally is because I, I, I just see the writing on the wall with some of these things that I think like, you know, we'll go back to the Xbox thing. If they don't sell their, their, um, projections in quarter one of next year of the series X, they're going to make moves. Doesn't mean they're not going to still sell the series X, but they're going to start immediately shifting their business model away from physical, you know, only to, we need to really put the money and the dollars into the streaming service. And I'm wondering if Sony is almost thinking to themselves, let's try to maybe get a little bit, you know, further down the line towards, the summer, we'll try to get the PlayStation out there. We know that that's going to sell. People are excited about it. It kind of sells itself, which it does. I mean, to be fair, people are excited about that platform. So, you know, I do want to give props where props are due to Sony in that respect. But I also think Sony may be starting to see the writing on the wall is this is not going to be, you know, the forever plan. We're going to have to start getting something in line with a streaming platform and PlayStation now ain't it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah i mean i i i applaud i was very surprised at playstation's remote play service 
It's a very durable service, and PlayStation isn't known for their for that their type of software tech like that. That's more of a Microsoft thing. But um, yeah, they got to get that PlayStation now up to par, and hopefully that partnership between them and Microsoft with Azure will come to fruition and will help do that. All right, last question because we got to. I, I know you got to go. Um, Antonio says, "Do you think Stadia Games and Entertainment?" got officially announced, but they've been working on games because it's scary that Amazon probably has games already or near completion for their service. They So here's what we do know. And, and you know, props to Jade Raymond. She she laid out a very clear roadmap in that GameIndustry.biz article um, um, several months back. And she explained that the big AAA title that we really want to see is not going to be here for at least two minimum or three years. But she did indicate that there would be smaller games that would come along. So these smaller, either you know, single A or double A games that would be coming along in the pipeline. I do think we see a Stadia Games and Entertainment game this year. I just don't think it's going to be a large title. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that would be my guess. Um, and and you know, Amazon again, they've been keeping their car their their cards close to the vest. Mm-hmm. And I can't listen, guys. I'm going to be very candid and honest here. They've they have played probably the best hand of poker that you could play <laughs> because you know Phil 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 Spencer spoke their name and they're not even in the marketplace yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have been very very smart about how they've tackled things. So it, it's going to be interesting. But I, I do think yes, we're going to get a game this year from them. Fantastic, and I and I appreciate everybody that participated and thank you very much. Hey, we're going to get Chase back. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna help him look under his couch for another husband token so he can come back, um, and then you guys can ask questions, you know, and all that good stuff because we got a whole bunch of topics that um, we didn't get to, get to cover. And in addition, we know a lot of stuff is coming rapid, man, rapid fire, and there's gonna be a lot to talk about. So, Chase, thank you so much for coming through, man. This was fantastic. Love having you on. Love talking to you. Love picking your brain. I, I get to I get to get out of the muck of the console war and have these intellectual conversations. I love it, man. Uh, but thank you so much for coming. Um, again, can you plug your platform? Let, remind people where they can find you and how often your shows are. Because I know you had a schedule change, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll give the normal schedule of when I normally do things. So um, uh, you can find me at youtube.com backslash Stadia Talk. Um, there's always a guarantee of a minimum of two pieces of content every week. Um, if there's big news topics, I generally do a live stream. I'll come on and interact with the community. But every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I have what's called the Stadia 5 and 5 series. It's the top five news stories in under five minutes. I know everyone has limited time in their week. So it, I, people love that series. They love having a very short, concise video package that, you know, is easy to, to kind of navigate through. So that's always on Wednesdays. And then on Saturdays, I do my Saturday morning stadia talk. That's at 10 a.m. Eastern standard time. Um, it's an hour, you know, basically community conversation. It's, you were part of one of those. It's very laid back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, we, I tell everybody, bring their favorite breakfast item, coffee, <laughs> very casual conversation. Um, this week, I will not be doing one on Saturday because I'm going to be, of course, you know, away for work. But um, on Sunday, I will actually be doing the one this week, just for this week only, on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's when I'll be doing the, uh, it'll be a Sunday morning stadium talk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, cool, cool stuff. And definitely, you know, I'll be tuning in. Um, and, and then you're doing it. And this is the awesome part, too. I can catch Stadia cast and then catch you directly after. So that'll, that'll be a great Sunday. Um, with that being said, thank you so much chase 
for uh dropping by today we got again we got to do this again i want to mix things up a little bit maybe one time get you and duncan on here and wingy what the hell you know get all (laughs) get everybody on here battle royal no uh but no thank you so much for coming through um and everybody again go to chase's channel check out his content subscribe join his discord too he has a discord you have all that stuff listed in you know on your youtube page right or yeah all my newer videos have the newest link i'm actually going back through some of the older content because the link some for some reason just yeah. <laughs> expired i don't know why okay. so um i've updated it but yeah i don't do a, i do a terrible job of promoting it but if you haven't joined <laughs> it such great conversation goes on oh, in yeah. there it's also a great way to keep up with when i'm doing content because i always let people know everything in there so but with that said thank you everybody for joining us this week for Stadia Stream Connect. It was a very great episode. Thank you so much, Chase, for coming through. And thank you guys for viewing and watching this, whether you're watching this live or on demand. And we do this once a week, every Thursday. So reach out to me at Stadia Dosage, either on Twitter. You can go to the Stadia Dosage page via MM2K on Facebook, or you can go to pntsnetwork.com forward slash Stadia Dosage and communicate with me there. And with that said, you all have a wonderful, wonderful gaming day. Peace.